0: I'm sorry. Am I interrupting something?
1: No, no, please continue.
0: Five, four, three, two.
1: Get ready for deal breakers with the gloves off. <laughs>
2: First of all, remakes in general are popular now because of the amount of money a company has to spend advertising to get people in the theaters. And one way to cut through the clutter of advertising that's out there is to come with a title in recent memory that they've heard of. So, for instance, all the horror remakes, maybe maybe the the thinking is maybe you saw it with your brother when you were young on on, uh, home video or you've seen it on television, and we're gonna update it. So it has a built-in awareness, which is the, the number that they're trying to reach to get the audience, the customer out there, aware that your movie is, is in the theater. And that it, it tends to be why they remake horror. Horror has, I'll say a word about horror, horror has been with cinema since the very beginning. It grew up part and parcel with the image with cinema and it will always be with us. It's one of the most popular genres of all time. And it, it's, a all, it's an all-purpose genre because it keeps changing. Every culture, every few years, it, it morphs, it changes into something else. It brings the sensibilities of the age in which it's made, which is, that's what's so fabulous. If you look at Frankenstein or Dracula or The Bride of Frankenstein, the, the Karloff films that were made at this studio, they're very much of the 30s and the Depression. They're Depression-era movies. They're speaking to those audiences. But if you look at modern horror films, they're speaking to you guys. And they bring the sensibility that you've become used to seeing and you demand seeing in film. And, uh, God, Alzheimer's has hit me. What, you asked me about uh, Rob Zombie's? Yeah. Well, I would say nice things about him, but, you know, we did this... Uh, I thought it was, was gonna be a real cool deal for the, the History Channel, the Biography Channel, whatever that is, they, they were gonna do about Halloween. I thought, ooh, that's pretty cool. Until I noticed that they did one on Caddyshack. And I thought, wow, well, <laughs> what is this? Anyway, they interviewed him on that, on that Biography ch- and Channel and he lied about me. He said I was very cold to him when he told me I was going to, and that he was gonna make it. Nothing could be further from the truth. I said, make it your own movie, man. You know, this is yours now. Don't worry about me. I was incredibly supportive. Why that piece of shit lied, I don't know. (laughs) He had no reason to. Why did he do it? So, frankly, uh, that will color my response to the film. Uh, If I take that away, I I did not. I I thought that he took away the mystique of of the story by explaining too much about the guy. I don't care about that. It's supposed to be a force of nature. He's supposed to be almost supernatural. Yeah, knowing about that uh, was... And he was too big. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't normal. <laughs> anyway. Come here.
0: Welcome to Deal Breakers, a new podcast on Secrethandshake.com. I'm your host, Jacob Knight, and with me as always are Cody Bouchard. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Carlson. How are you? Alex Trebek. Hell Yeah to your bed (laughs) (laughs) so i don't want to spend like a whole lot of time explaining the stupid fucking podcast i feel like the uh intro should say enough it's like this is the podcast that covers the opinions that your friends have that when they voice them you want to immediately delete their cell phone number from your phone so we're gonna start off with the fact that i love halloween too and by that, I mean Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I think it's better than Rick Rosenthal's Halloween 2. In fact, I would go as far as to say it's probably the third best Halloween. Um,
3: and then <laughs> off, uh, to give my side of the story, um, I am a big fan of the original Halloween 2 from '81, the Rick Rosenthal. And I do not like the uh, Rob Zombie version
0: this isn't a debate motherfucker i'm just saying like just give facts yeah like it's just this is the right side of history is to like rob zombies halloween too like it's okay so i think it's top three halloween can you go other two? i also think uh i would go with uh original three and then this okay that's my top three so you don't like, like zombies one no, th- I think that's the interesting thing about Halloween, too, is that I hate Halloween. Ha- I I never walk out of movies, ever. Oh. And I've only ever done it twice. Once for Meet the Fockers, <laughs> and the other was the first, like, Scooby-Doo movie with what's-his-name from Scream?
2: Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Yeah, yeah, where
0: he played Shaggy. Yeah only two movies in my life I've ever walked out on to where I literally and they were both free because I was working at the movie theater at the time which oh. makes it doubly strange but like I and at that moment was like I could do anything else with my time um Zombies first Halloween made me consider it okay and I rarely even consider like walking <laughs> out I think Zombies Halloween is awful. Borderline unwatchable even though I've probably watched it now 6 or 7 times trying to convince myself that I like something. Did you watch
1: it in prep for this also?
0: No, I didn't have enough time. I did watch both both Halloween 2s. Yeah. Um and then also read some stuff and went and like wrote some stuff myself just to kind of clarify my thoughts. But like I, I really do. I think this is the third best and I think it's the movie that zombie wanted to make where like Halloween it it feels like he got to make half of the movie he wanted to make like he he wanted to make the serial killer thing where it's like almost like his Henry portrait of a serial killer with like the early Michael Myers stuff only that's like set in Haddonfield and all that shit and then like with 45 minutes left let's say he all of a sudden remembered oh shit that's right i fucking have to remake halloween yep and then he crams all of like all 90 minutes of carpenter's movie into like his remake where halloween 2 feels unburdened by that like it's like he kind of sat behind the camera and said okay we got all that other bullshit out of the way this is my interpretation of michael myers this is my pure interpretation of like laurie strode and it even but at the same time it incorporates elements of like what he thinks like the other halloween sequels are like because like it has the hospital this shootout at the end with the cops where they like blow michael myers away like that feels like for all of the satanic kind of weird some thorn. Uh, there, yeah, there's a little bit of thorn, but that's where I was going. Like the supernatural stuff that's like in the thorn cult. I guess that's a trilogy yeah. if we think about it one way. And then just it's his treatise on PTSD. It's about like that's the other thing that I really like about it is I feel like it's for all of its lame brained like dorm room level uh, appreciation for psychology or philosophy or whatever that it kind of throws at you it's still trying to do something and that's interesting to me like he's trying maybe more than any other movie in any of his uh, like his whole filmography like he's trying to tackle something like meaningful and weird and you know is it dopey? sure but I, I find it kind of affecting because he, he it's so earnest in what it's trying to do
3: yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, we're doing this, this Deal Breakers podcast, but like a lot of stuff you don't have to disagree on everything, you know, for this film. And I rewatched it last night. I hadn't seen it in a few years. And I also watched the director's cut of the zombie version. That's what I watched too. And it's longer, it's almost two hours. Um and I was thinking on the same lines of because I really I agree. I when I saw um the original, I guess, 07 Halloween that he did, yeah. I almost walked out. So he was with my with my good buddy and we were both huge Halloween fans and we're like were um, you
1: were you Rob Zombie fans no, though?
3: I, I I was not and I am not. Um, yeah,
0: that's a good question. Is like are either of you Rob Zombie fans? Because I am, even though I don't like a bunch of his movies, but you're not. I really hate him as a
1: filmmaker. You I like the Devil's Rejects and That's fair. I haven't seen Three from Hell and I I don't, it's bad. I, don't I don't care for House of a Thousand Corpses. I
0: like House of a Thousand Corpses. I really like Devil's Rejects. I think this is his best movie. And then um I love the witch one. Oh, Lords one? Of, yeah. Lords, uh, Lords of Salem. Yeah, I, I, really, I, I, almost, that I almost movie. walked out of that too. Oh um, man. I love it. Like it's, I love him trying to do almost like a Ken Russell thing with it. Now the other thing is like 31, I think is dog shit. How Hall- his first Halloween dog shit. Um, the devil's rejects sequel. What's it called? Three from hell real bad. So like, I'm not, oh, I'm like not above being like zombie can also suck. Like you can live up to the reputation that you're, he's fucking gotten.
1: You're not a zombie apologist.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not like how I am with Brian De Palma to where like, if you show me any Brian De Palma movie, even like Bonfire of the Vanities, like I'll be like, right. But that tracking shot that opens it in the hotel, like that's fucking awesome. Like with 31, I look at you and I go, yeah, that movie's kind of unwatchable.
3: Well, like Cody said to me, I, I actually like, out of his, I can watch Devil's Rejects. I actually own Devil's Rejects. I think that it's like so soundtrack. good. That's where he's, that's good soundtrack. That's kind of where he's in his element is like the full on like kind of grindhouse he feel. Yeah. Like, I he's was doing
0: like, Texas Chainsaw, sort of. And
3: that's the weird thing. I think when I even saw the original in the theater, I said... Just let this guy make a fucking Texas Chainsaw movie. Like, I just never I don't understand how that never happened. Yeah. Like he's clearly a huge That's fan. Fair. House of a Thousand Corpses is easily a Texas Chainsaw remake, almost, in a yeah. lot of ways. Especially a Texas Chainsaw 2 remake. Yeah, there's all... a
0: lot of it in there.
3: And it's like, and I when he does that kind of like carnival esque stuff, like he it he gets good designers and it looks cool. Yeah. Like and some of the stuff in Halloween 2. Like, I like one of the dream sequences where you have the kind of like, almost like, uh, they look like the Wizard of Oz, like Return to Oz characters. The big oh my head. God. Oh like yeah, in yeah. Halloween yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Where
0: you're walking through that black and white, like almost, it's almost supposed to look like German, uh, what's it called? Like expressionist, yeah. like cinema, like Caligari and stuff is like, it's little Michael Myers walking through with the ghost of his mom and like going to that. Yeah. The, so you the, have the like, realization that the she's, feast. Uh,
1: she's his sister, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't brought up before that.
3: That's really actually one of the things I like about this film, too. Is yeah. that, like, the realization... It's not, it's not just
1: a throwaway line like in the original. Where it's like, Laura's is that's his sister. And she doesn't
3: even know it in the film. Right. Like She finds yeah. out he's Michael, but doesn't know. And then it's not in... Honestly, we don't see it until H2O, where we see her grappling.
0: Right, no. Uh. Well, I mean, she she's told it in, in Rosenthal's. She's not told that it's her brother. In it's the TV t- cut. TV
3: cut, correct. Yeah. Sorry, but in the th- I want
0: th- theatrical, no. But, um, well, a lot of people consider t- the TV cut the canon. Like, that's what how they know it. Like because, Okay, yeah. And I wonder if it's partially because of, like, a huge chunk of, like, the generation that lionizes that movie, like, probably saw it on TV for the first time.
3: And, and that's that's an interesting segue, because the first time I saw it, I actually saw it before the original Halloween, the Rosenthal. Um, really? Yeah, I was eight, and um, I... Um, growing up, my, my, did you see
1: the unedited cut?
3: Like on on VHS. Yeah. (laughs) When you were
0: eight? Yes. Eight. So, um, I saw the, the, the first one when I was like 10 or something, like, it wasn't that far off from your age. Yeah.
3: I was already a big horror fan and I was just like trying to see stuff anyway. I could, but I was, my parents wouldn't let me see stuff rightfully so. And, um, especially at that age. And my, my friend, Lindsay, um, her grandmother, who was actually a student of my dad's, like a continuing education student. And they became friends um sometimes on saturday she's like hey you can come hang out at my house i'll write you movies like and she used to make really great fried chicken like you know on the stove and it was a whole thing i was like hey like just have a have like a play day and but she would rent us whatever we want i mean like porn and like not porn or whatever but d rose video um which is like this was the only place that actually had a porn section in my hometown of franklin but they had a great horror section. And you go through it's just it's just one of my fondest memories. It's like I think a lot of us have
0: It's like a true mom and pop shop.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And just you walk through there and it's just like and they had like really fucked up shit and weird shit too, like um The Night Brings Charlie.
0: Like just like weird, yeah. You would get like the uh, like the old like Gorgon video type stuff would be in there. Yeah, like, just yeah, strange. We video. had one of those right down the block from my house too, and it was the greatest thing ever.
3: It seemed almost curated too. Like I think the guy who worked like one of the owners actually the horror fans. So they had like they had bad taste there. They did VHS of like the like from oh. from fucking like uh, New Zealand, and it's like oh this is cool. And we picked up Halloween too because one wasn't there, and we said oh fuck it, you
0: know. And they kind of like, had the same cover.
3: And they do, yeah. and and you. But you watch. You know, obviously, you get the end of Halloween one at the beginning of Halloween two, and then it
1: kind of yeah.
0: it's the
3: same night. It's very quantum of solace. It's directly after.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's like seconds
0: after. Yeah, it just continues. Um, well, and both movies do that. That's what that's one of the homages that I really like is that zombie at least kind of tips his cap in, in his weird way of being like. All right, the the last one picked up on the same night. Like here's Laurie minutes after she fucking shot Michael Myers in the face with a revolver.
3: And that was really actually affecting this time. I hadn't again seen it in a few years, the zombie uh, version. And to see like they really fucking go for the gullet with the gore of how fucked up her body is. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like Lori- that hospital
1: sequence is fucking gross. It's- I did appreciate that over the original. Well, could we, like, cut down her arm. Well, yeah, she, she landed, and her like her, her, her well, hand is wrapped in a bandage, and so is her ankle. And then she's like just kind of limping down the hall, and that's about it. But this one, she's got you know uh, steel grafts in her arm and pins and a uh, walking cast, and her face has been literally stitched back together. It's like they oh, pull you, her like fingernails, fingernails out yeah, and shit. Like, you've yeah. lived, you've been through legit trauma.
3: And and um, that's what's kind of I think maybe where you're going. I, I agree is that you well, think I was of, I was just gonna sorry. say
0: the the Wayne Toth like gore effects in this are just. Off. Like no, you could hate the movie and you could still watch it and be like, "Oh yeah, that's fucking awesome!" Like I will 100 agree because I was watching. I was like, "Oh, like the the unrated version, the
3: sawing of that the um the coroner, the coroner guy, the guy from Batman Begins and all his other shit, like 31.
0: Oh, um, Richard Break, Richard
3: Break, yeah. Yeah, that, it's and, him,
0: Dayton Callie from Deadwood. Yeah, um, Charlie Utter.
3: But he like really like you know carves into that fucking neck. Yeah, man. it's oh, it's so fucking great. It's well, honestly that, the,
1: uh, the, the driver's face too from oh, the wreck. Just destroyed. Like yeah, it. just opened up his jaws like around his collarbone. It
0: goes to like borderline like French New Extremity levels of gore with it that I couldn't believe. Like the head sawing, I can't believe they actually got away with that. Like because that was in the theatrical too. Because I watched. The theatrical cut while well, you guys watch directors, which I prefer. I like the yeah. one in theaters.
3: Well, it's, it's like the – I mean, speaking of the violence too, like one of my favorite like effects in this is the mashed face of the bouncer guy from the strip club when he's hanging up. Oh, Jeff
0: Jeff Daniel Phillips. Yeah, and his he's in a bunch is of his just stuff too.
3: Mashed. He's okay. like a main character in uh, Lords of uh,
0: Lords of Salem yeah. and he's in 31 too. He's yeah. a big part. And can, he's in I can, Spider-Man.
1: I could not distinguish one part of his face from the other. I was one, like what's happening? I mean, well,
0: and he plays two parts in this. He plays the bouncer yep. in this and then he's in the Halloween he's a Halloween uh, almost like carnival barker at the Halloween night uh, party that Laurie and um,
3: her friends. Yeah, her
0: friends go to. Not Daniel Harris. Bria Grant. Yeah, Bri- it's Bria Grant, and I can't remember the other girl's name. Bria Grant looking st- like she just straight up stepped off the set of Friday Night Lights season two.
3: Well, it's funny. they So I have a personal connection to this film as well, and one of the reasons I think when I first saw it I didn't like it was that they shot it in and around Atlanta when I was living there. Okay. And so I saw the Atlanta premiere um, midnight before with all the extras from that carnival scene. They're part of like a theater troupe in town. They're like, oh, we're gonna dress up in our costumes for the movie and then watch the film. So it was all these fans of the movie are like cheering at everything. The disconnect for me was like, I don't really, I'm not liking this movie. So it's this weird like thing of being with part of the cast and also um, the
1: uh, was the cast in uh, were they in costume for the viewing?
3: Yeah, and it, it was pretty. It was a little bit much, but the scene also where he flips the car. Um, is oh my what, god is awesome so that that's next to a farm i shot a film out there and then the okay. when we got out there, people were like see right there that's where michael myers flipped a car for halloween <laughs> too." and then was like their claim to fame um like a it, fucking grizzly bear yeah, yeah. You see
1: that big burn mark that's where the car exploded
3: and, and that's and that's kind of one of the things i do like about zombies halloween i like the um like he this is definitely his michael myers like the first there's a like, physicality it, to so
0: it so much is more intimidating still, it's also still ridiculous though, because that's one of the things from the first movie is that he gets like this little, like blonde, like moppet to play fucking young evil Michael Myers. Yeah. And then the smash cut after he kills his sister and like goes to the sanitarium, like because he also kills his stepdad. Yeah. In Zombies tape, version. Tapes him to a What's chair, his name? Right? Uh, oh yeah, William Bill Forsyth. Forsyth. Yeah. yeah. Who plays like the biggest scumbag ever and talks about like skull fucking his mom? That's when stuff. I almost left the theater because yeah, it's so bad. Well, it's
3: it, the writing, I, and, <laughs> and, and that's a point I had from watching it last night. Is I
1: think that It's so egregious? It's totally, yeah, it's
3: it's gross. Well, and you think about the, even the sequel, right? And one yeah. of the things I don't like about zombie is sometimes his dialogue, like. Oh yeah. Almost I can swallow some of the, like you said, like the kind of dorm room philosophy yeah. and psychology. But when the characters start just talking like like Richard Brake and and, and yeah, it's, the Yeah, the whole a, corpse, fucking corpse fucking exchange t- between
0: and, that is like one of the ultimate bad zombie like writing tics. It's it,
3: how he writes women too. Like they're just like, hey dick lickers, and it's like trying to be like, oh, this is how girls find it's like it just comes across like mouthpieces for a zombie.
4: Like,
1: yeah. That's what that's, it feels like. They also yeah. use the the word fuck like 117 times oh movie. My it's God,
4: like every dude. other
1: word when the two girls are yelling at each other. I'm like, Can
4: we get yeah, a little more
1: creative so with our insults bad. here? Like this is just it's, making but, me cringe.
0: But that's all of his movies. Like he yeah. writes using the word fuck like a precocious eighth grader who yeah. just like discovered the word. 100 percent
3: It reminded me like when I wrote, like I think I was in fourth grade and I wrote a script and I was like, I'm gonna write it was called Santa's Little Helper about a killer elf. <laughs> and um but I was like, it's my movie, so I can say fuck as much as I want. So it's like, fuck, 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 fuck. But again, it's like a, a kid. Their it's your interpretation. Of, of it's
0: like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> your like interpretation when, of an adult movie. Like,
1: this is what they yell at each other. <laughs> it's like when South Park got, uh, used the word shit in one episode. Yep. And they had like a counter. They're like, just, let's just stick shit in here as many times as we can. Just for the shit of it.
0: Well, back to the whole to use kids as like a segue or like to jump back to what you were talking about with Halloween too. So like you watched Halloween 2 first. Do you still love Halloween two as an adult?
1: I do. So yeah, I mean, we've been kind let's, of talking, uh, wait, let's distinguish a little. Are you talking about Rosenthal? Rosenthal. That's okay. what I mean. The one that he saw as a kid. Okay. Yeah. So
3: I um was absolutely terrified um by that film. And I remember but I couldn't tell my parents that I'd seen it, you know, cause I was like, they get mad at me. But I remember I turned, I rearranged my entire bedroom because so I was convinced Michael Myers lived in my closet. So I moved like my bed to face the closet,
0: which is a gag in the new like David Gordon Green it, one. It's funny I saw. Imagine that, like, if well, you saw that one as a kid, you'd be like, I'm fucking, I'm traumatized. I, I'm done, and I don't want a closet. Yeah, it's in the, I'll sleep outside.
1: But I was like convinced. Was as like, an adult, I, you have a house with no closets, in it? your wife's <laughs> like, Can we? Where are we supposed to? I don't care. I don't care. No, no de- closet. Deal Put it you. all
0: in the garage. I don't give a shit where your shoes go. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> but it, it, it scared me, and it scared it scared um, my friend Lindsay as well. And like she, her her parents found out because she started pissing the bed because she didn't want to get out of bed and go to the bathroom. She was too scared to like go across the
0: hallway. So That's she would, weird. and so she would
3: be like, Yeah,
0: um, we've all peed in bad closets, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, than that. as adults, no, and probably well, probably also as children.
3: But, uh, it's it sticks you know, it's a film that I, um, I, you know, rewatching it again. And I watch it probably a couple times a year and I, I'm a big fan. I mean, I'll agree. There's some slope, there's some pacing issues in this movie, but I, I like, I like the immediate sequel. I also like that from a slasher point of view, like. The original Halloween is a slasher, but it's kind of the first like codified slasher, like right, you yeah, know, that we consider. So you have not a lot of deaths. You have a lot of a lot of the trappings of slashers aren't quite in that movie. I feel like that's not until like after Friday the Thirteenth, where you kind of have an expectation of body count and like the setup. And I feel like with Halloween two, you have like a body count of eleven, so you get a lot more deaths. Well,
0: and what's interesting is that like you know Halloween call like Friday the Thirteenth wouldn't exist if it wasn't for halloween but halloween 2 would probably not exist if it wasn't for friday the 13th being a giant hit
3: yeah it, because, it blew it up to the next level
0: yeah well and that's when as we're talking about like codifying slashers and stuff is like i think that's the my problem with it as an adult is that i revisit it and i find it intensely boring now like i think it looks great because fucking dean cundy comes back and is doing, like, all the heavy lifting along with, like, Carpenter and Howarth's like, like super synthy, like, I- interpretation of the original score and stuff. Like, it looks amazing. All of the stuff in, like, the basement in the final third of the movie with all the darkness and, like, him emerging from the shadow. Fucking awesome. Him and the red light outside when he shows yeah. up is great. But since it felt like it was trying to almost, like play in that sandbox and it is essentially in the moment, like defining like what we would consider to be like slasher tropes, you know, and even going forward watching it now, it feels mechanical in a weird way. Like it feels like there's always that weird apocryphal John Carpenter anecdote where he's like, you know, somebody asked him in an interview interview, like why did you write Halloween Two, And he went, well, because I looked in the fridge and there wasn't any beer left. And, like, that's what it kind of feels like is that it's a total cash grab.
3: I think, I mean, it absolutely is. You're three years after, and you're also at, the, again, the height of the slash. I mean, 81 is as yeah. like, big as it gets. And
0: it's universal. This is a fucking studio movie.
3: Well, and and that's the thing I actually like about the film, too. Like, I don't like it as much as the original. Um, but, and I don't. There's thing. Actually, I think I might like Four better than this. Um, I, li- I like Four a lot. Um, Maybe. Yeah. But I think that it. It's fun to see that budget. It kind of reminds me of watching Phantasm Two, where you see a small budget and then you see like, hey, how many explosions? Like, there's an explosion in the first twenty minutes of Halloween yeah. and Halloween,
0: you know, and kills Ben Tramer.
3: So, and that's a that's a great segue because that's one of the things I love about this film is the expansion of of Haddonfield um, and seeing more of the town. I you know the beginning the beginning sequence of when he's left the house. And he's in the back alleyways in the garage areas of Haddonfield. I just love that Yeah, that sequence. whole opening sequence is amazing. And he's making it. They tried to do it in the David Gordon Green thing. Yeah, yeah they, but not as well. as well. They <laughs>
0: 100% like rip that part off. And like, But I think they do it one too many times. Is because the one where he walks through Town Square like during trick-or-treating, I
1: see what they're going for. When he but walks it, by the kid with the radio? Yeah. yeah that was all, a reshoot yeah and that's
0: what it feels like though is that it's like how do we beef this up how do we make it more Halloween and it's like one well, they, too they, many. they
1: also needed it to tie how uh, Michael knew that Laurie was in the hospital because you were yeah. over the news report on that kid's boombox
3: yeah it, it does It does kind of like
1: but it's stupid it, it's, yeah. it's
3: a dumb it's a dumb move because it um, it's one of those things I feel like with a lot of slashers where I want to be with the victims and be experiencing their situation not always following the killer around you get yeah. a lot more of that in this film
0: Well, and I think, like, the the radio thing is, like, kind of emblematic of what's wrong with the movie in general is that where the first one's just playing fast and loose and, like, there's almost no rules. Like, this one, you can feel the studio in the background being like, no, 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 do that, amp the deaths up, put a little more gore in there. And then also, like, Michael can't be the shape. Like, he, he can't be the shape in part two. And, which is interesting because I feel like, you know, the ha- particularly Halloween 1, like, Michael Myers is almost like a Rorschach test mm-hmm. in a way to where, like, it's like, do you see the shape or do you see Michael Myers? Now, the studio wanted Michael Myers. They wanted, like, somebody that, like, would make sense to the audience. Like, he can't just be the embodiment of evil. He has to have some kind of backstory. So that's where, like, the terrible... Laurie and Michael, like connection thing is coming from. And it's just, it's not good. It's, and... <laughs>
3: it's, it's interesting because, and we were kind of, you and I were texting yesterday, I think about, you know, the rest of the series a little bit as well. And I, I like Halloween two for the reason I like the Halloween series. And that is because the first one is a great film. Like yeah. I think the first one, like you said, it's hang, it's loose, but it's like he's
0: about as going as hard on Hitchcock as De Palma does, right? He's really pulling on a lot of Hitchcock stuff. Um, well, I mean, like it's loose with its storytelling more than anything. Like not everything has to 100 like add up, right? And it,
3: because the answer always is like, you know, he is the shape. There's a supernatural element of he can come he's from evil. anywhere. Yeah, he can. He doesn't. He could disappear into the dark and then come out again, and. It's interesting that... You can
0: shoot him seven times. He's going to get
3: back up. You know, and and he's... Yeah, and he's but it's like, but is he human? Is he not? And after, you know, two, you obviously have three, which, you know, is now hip to be like, I actually like three. He's like, yeah, three's fucking good. Just relax. You know, it should have been called Season of the Witch and not Halloween. Like that was... But they were going for the whole anthology idea. Right. right. And,
0: well, and it also made more money than four.
3: Yeah, and that's the funny thing. Is but they wanted... They're like, oh, but, you know, fan, yeah, the fans, fans were mad.
0: It was The Last Jedi... Of like its day of like the the horror community, let's say where the like the fans were like No 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 I don't want that. I'd like you wanted to do something totally different. I don't want that. I, I just want the, the, the guy with the mask like knifing people to death. They want
3: they didn't understand the fr- what the franchise was. I want
0: babysitters. Yeah. You know, that's what it was.
3: But you know, you get into four and I feel like the <laughs> uh you go from I think any the mistakes. I, I agree that the Lori edition is uh, as a sister is a hokey, hackneyed Hollywood plot device. I also just I like it. I like where that leads the series because then they're like, okay, we can't get meet Curtis back, so it's her daughter, and you can like see them kind of yeah making four, especially the the Thorn trilogy, like four, or five, and six. I'm a big fan of because. They're so weird and wacky. I mean, Five is a. I hate Five. So Five is a horrible film. Like Five is a film that I watch like every five years because I forget. I hate it. Right? I'm like, yeah. I Which watched, one's Five? Um, Revenge, uh, Revenge of Michael Myers. All right. So it's the it, one
0: that feels like a Twin Peaks episode with Michael Myers. When you I watch actually that's better than what it actually is.
3: It's a weird because they they let they had a uh, French Canadian direct it. Yeah, um,
0: Dominique Olin. Third, I want to say I can't remember their name.
3: But everyone was like, he was super cool to work with. But he had no plan. It was just like very like fast. He's like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna bring in this. And like,
1: didn't they shoot, was shoot he, four uh, and five like borderline back to back too? Yeah. Was, was he just deciding what to shoot on the day uh, based on the astrological signs? Yeah. Like, was he dennying it?
3: He <laughs> would probably. He was. He was. You know, doing that. And then you know, you get to six, and they, you know, they they keep changing their path because you know the end of four. Yeah, it was really is, controversial. Is to like bring she, Alex Trebek into six. I know, fucked up, man. Um, <laughs> but you know, the end of four, you're setting up. You think a new trilogy, new series because yeah. Jamie kills kills her mom. Five, they're like, well, she's not dead. They're not that mad at Jamie. Jamie lost her voice, and she's actually not bad. Like they they try to like retcon it immediately. Yeah. and then uh, like five. Well, the end of
0: four makes no sense. Oh,
3: it's so it's so fucking. <laughs> it's weird.
0: awesome, but you're like. So, they're psychically connected, or like she—that's well, she, kind of
1: what they did at the end of Zombies Two.
0: I don't agree. I I think Zombies Two is more about like mental illness than anything else, like her like breaking down. But we can discuss that in a minute. Yeah, how wrong you are.
3: But, <laughs> but I, I like—I mean, I like the looseness of the Halloween series because it goes like all over the fucking place.
0: Yeah, but I think that's also what leads to the wild quality shifts yeah totally. a lot because like i think five i know that six has its wild cult of defenders especially the producers cut yeah i mean it sucks like oh, i I yeah. I yeah i mean even paul rudd is bad
1: so like you it's, know it's, it's, a it's rough tough one. to do that it's, it's a
0: rough watch fucking so, donald pleasance is
1: so you drunk. have to you have to work hard to make paul rudd look bad yeah that's his first screen roll his first credit uh, introducing Paul Rudd,
3: I think. Is it?
0: I believe so. As um what's his name? Tommy Doyle. Little Tommy Doyle. Now
3: in the new one it's going to be Anthony Michael Hall.
0: Oh, it's be Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, my god. I don't know about any of this. And
3: and they got um uh what's her name to play uh Lindsay to come back Kyle Andrews or whatever her name is. Oh, was. really? Yeah, from Desperate Housewell or
0: I'm not or a, a fan House. of the David Gordon, Gordon Green one. I hate that movie. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's great. Well, you we want to talk about a schizophrenic film?
1: I feel like Is I'd that the re- latest one, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I'd rather rewatch. I mean,
3: I had a better time watching Zombies Halloween. Well, yeah, it's two, infinitely better because it's like at least it has a. It, it kind of honestly, in a weird way. Reminds me of like watching like the new Star Wars films versus watching. Like, there are some great scenes in the prequels because at least like he wanted to do something. He had a story he was trying to tell. Yeah, he
0: had an idea that he was some...
3: going for. And this, and then you watch this the corporate feeling of Halloween and the corporate feeling of Force Awakens, where it's like let's just not break anything. Yeah, but also make it just like not scary and like David Gordon Green. The more he makes films, his has has no style.
0: Like no, he yeah, just, there's I... nothing there. He's very much become, like, a borderline anonymous journeyman.
3: Seriously. <laughs> and, like, you look at, like, Snow Angels and, like, or like George Washington's early stuff, and it's, like, pretty awesome. George
0: Washington's incredible. It's great. Dude, I even, like, like some of his comedy stuff, like uh, Pineapple Express oh, is wonderful. actually directed really well. So, I mean, he's just devolved as a director in a way that's that's not interesting in the least. But All the Real Girls, really great. good movie. Um, but I do want to... I. Said something slightly out of turn because he Pleasance isn't that drunk in six. He's just kind of old and tired. He's, he's dying. But dude, two, he's so drunk And two. Like that's one of the things that I find distracting. As I got older, like it's funny, but it takes me out of the movie. Like Loomis's lunacy in two in Rosenthal's two is just. Bananas to where he's just like screaming at everybody he sees and like threatening cops and all this shit. And you're like, he's a madman. He's scarier than Michael Myers.
3: He's definitely, yeah. He's so he's so controlled in the first one. He's really awesome in the original.
1: Yeah, you
0: know.
3: um But I I agree. He especially at the scene at you know at the end when he's getting ready to kill Michael Myers and and light the you know, Chekhov's lighter, Chekhov's lighter, Chekhov's lighter. You know, <laughs> but where he's, you know, there he's like, get up, get out now, and he's get like, his, his accent comes through. He's like, I'm not even trying anymore. Yeah. like Also, I love the planting of that um, that lighter. If you think about it, I'm obsessed with the lighter in this movie, the yellow lighter. Oh yeah. So the the other deputy, because like you know, Sheriff Brackett, his daughter's dead, so he's out of the picture, and the deputy he's working with. He lights this like broken cigarette, and then the actor, I think it's a fuck up, is like trying to hand the lighter to Loomis, and he's like lighting it in front of like Donald Pleasant's, but Donald Pleasant doesn't have a cigarette. <laughs> and then he like and then Donald Pleasant just like grabs it and then he just starts walking around playing with this lighter. Yeah. And then later on, too, they had the whole thing where he meets the nurse again from the from the previous night in the hallway to school. And, and he, he's very drunk in that scene. And she's <laughs> he's so hammered. Yeah, cause, cause she's like... Is that
0: you know, the one where he starts going into, like, the supernatural stuff in the backseat of the car? It's right before that. Oh, yeah, so, okay, yeah, yeah. So, right before
4: they get in the car. With the, yeah, when they're
1: in the hallway and she's like the, the... the What is it? The governor or somebody yeah. has, has ordered you to come back? You have to come with me. We have a deputy outside and... A marshal. Yeah, and, and she's... A so, duly appointed federal, federal <laughs> marshal. So, he
3: he, he, has, the, he has to get a lighter again just to light her a cigarette and then for, I think Roosevelt's like, play a little bit more just so we plant that for the end of the movie. So he's just like – and then it takes him like five tries to get it in his jacket because he's so fucked up. That's like, <laughs> like the best they had probably. Um,
0: this is all the coverage we
3: got. Yeah, but guys, it's, you know, it's like the, the Simpsons where they're doing um, uh, George uh, – Mr. Burns' movie. He falls off the horse and gets dragged around. It was the, the best take we had. <laughs>
0: But the, uh, it, it, we're going to talk about how bad uh, Pleasance is in this. I want to bring up one performance in Zombies Halloween 2, and that's motherfucking Brad Dourif He's Sheriff Brackett. He's, he's awesome He's in incredible it. in it. Like, legit great. Not just like, oh, good for this movie. Like, he's legit great. He does a Lee Marvin impersonation. That's amazing.
3: He's, um... I like Brad Dourif in pretty much anything. Like, you know watching uh body parts and not knowing he was in it i'm like oh this is just gonna be even better yeah his parts really good in that too and yeah duraf's awesome in this movie i think just like the main girl is is pretty terrible what um, taylor scout taylor, taylor thompson
0: scout taylor compton, compton or yeah the two girls should have switched roles she's awful she's
3: really bad like, she's
0: better in this and i don't think i think it's unfair because like in the first one, she's just bad as Lori.
1: In this, You know I what think, they did? They cast the lead as the best friend.
0: May, yeah, a little bit, maybe. Because Danielle Harris, as like. You actually are kind of surprised that, like, uh, Zombie wouldn't cast Danielle Harris as Lori Strode, because that feels like a total zombie, like, you know, True. Fangoria convention style of casting <laughs> that he kind of leans into a little bit. It's interesting, like because
3: Danielle Harris is actually like really good in both. She's areas.
0: incredible, and there's a part in the chops. movie I want to get to that's like, like I think when her death scene Annie dies, it's like incredibly like actually like disturbing and moving. When fucking Brackett has to discover her body, and it just drops all the sound out of the scene, and he can't hear anything. Like we don't hear anything. He's just losing it, and then it just cuts. To those weird VHS inserts of, yeah, like, home movies of yeah. her as a little girl. That shit's fucking awesome. It was really effective, yeah.
3: I was I was like, wow, that's actually... I was agreeing, like, it's... You're like, whoa, fuck, that actually kind of got me in Rob Zombie film, but
0: he... Um, her death is awesome, too, because, like, it's a weird moment of restraint where he... Because the the murders in Zombies Halloween 2 are fucking brutal, Like, it's one of the things I really like about it is that he doesn't stab somebody. He, like, punches this giant butcher knife into people. He's
1: grunting. It's like every... It's like a foot-long hunter's knife, like a hunter buoy knife.
0: Yeah, and every, like, blow that he strikes, it's just, like, him almost, like, exercising, like pure rage the entire time
1: that is so, something that i like but it differentiates from the original like we were saying earlier like he's he's not the shape in this uh no when he is grunting like he, you know this is a man yeah but i i, I he like, even I screams like it die when
2: he's right he stabs, when he stabs loomis loomis yeah. at the end yeah.
1: yeah yeah i think maybe that's um, and you can always clearly see his eyes through the mask. Like there's never like any shadow yeah. over it or anything. And then and then the mask gets ripped at one point later. So you're just seeing like a third of his face.
0: That's so fucking awesome, Hobo Myers, man.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, and, and to tie into your kind of PTSD earlier, I was like, he looks like he's a returned home Vietnam vet. Yeah, just he's. F- this is job.
0: fucking Rambo Myers. Yeah, like it's 100 <laughs> like percent like Stallone Myers.
1: It's. I like the scene
3: with um, who's the guy. I'm fucking it up. Um, he's uh, he's Flass and Batman Begins, and he's also in Vampires. Chubby guy with long, curly hair. The one who gets killed out with this truck with his, like...
1: Oh, Mark... Mark, Mark uh, Boone Jr.?
3: Yeah. Um, and I love that scene. I'm like, man,
1: I actually... Oh, he gets uh, shoved down to the antlers?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's, like, fucking cool. And watching... I, I think one of my problems with this film is that it is a Halloween film. I think it's one of those films where... I wish he'd just done a straight up slasher of his own. Um, and, and I think for me, being a ridiculous Halloween fan and definitely seeing the theater is like, you're playing in a sandbox and you're fucking up a franchise that I kind of love.
0: I don't know that he's fucking it up. Like, I think it's interesting that, like, a guy came in and made an Autorist Halloween movie. Yeah. I, you know?
3: That's interesting. I just really, I think for me, it
0: kind of. Because uh, I mean, how, the original Halloween is an Autorist movie. It's not until the sequels that you get into like anonymous journeyman territory and then Zombie took it over and it's like, well, who would you rather have Dwight Little or this guy? I mean, Dwight Little fucking kicks ass, but like the Canadian dude or Rob Zombie. I would take Rob Zombie like 10 times out of 10.
3: Yeah, it's um, I think for me, there's definitely a. A disconnect because, again, I think a lot of it comes from when I first saw it. And just, like, my initial reaction was, like, oh, man, what are you fucking doing? And even watching it now, I really hate the psychology stuff. I, I think a lot of, like, the conversation with Margaret Kader
0: looking rough.
3: Yeah. Um, and, like... <laughs> Real rough. Not good. Um, and the, the White Horse and
0: see i like all the ghostly white horse stuff with sherry moon zombie like i like that
1: stuff i really
3: the reason don't. I, I don't the reason i don't like it's a large
1: opinion that i was just wrote in so that she would have some work probably but honestly makes sense i, I it, but also, it works
3: it doesn't it doesn't work for me
1: um <laughs> i i like it but i don't like it in a halloween movie i don't like it for mike myers
0: Michael yeah, it, Myers. It's it's a yeah for Austin Powers. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> it does not work in Spy Who Shagged Me. No, not at all. Him
1: him always being uh, haunted by his both his uh, younger self and his ghostly mom while he's trying to take out Doctor Evil just doesn't doesn't play. There was a uh, when I it was after I saw the film it was
3: like Fall of a Nine, and um, I went actually no before sorry before it came out um, and I was at Dragon Con in uh, Atlanta the the. The convention and <laughs> but Brad Duraff was there and um he walked by and he really had to piss and he walked by and I said hey Brad Duraff he's like I gotta take a piss <laughs> and looked at me <laughs> and and because I was like no cause I was like hey can I get a picture of you like, I, I gotta piss dude like really bad and he's like oh fuck it let's do it real quick and then he gets the picture of me I gotta take and, a yeah, piss yeah
0: I hope he screamed it
3: but he was really funny and then he leaves and then this guy this guy behind me we're actually there to see uh, like these clips from a movie he had just done called "Fading of the Cries," which is hands down the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> ever. I mean, it's really bad. And did, did you walk out? No, it was, there was it was clips from the movie, and then I watched it when it came on Redbox. But mm-hmm. it's it's bad. So we're. Did you walk out of your living room? No. Oh, okay. Um, but we were. Deal
0: um, <laughs> breakers, fading of the cries.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 but we. Um, you know, he walked away <laughs> and this and this big guy behind me, I remember he was wearing black jeans and a and a fucking black button down shirt like a like a fucking Chili's manager. And <laughs> and it was it was after Halloween two had come out and he yeah. said, Oh, uh he was like, Oh Sheriff Brackett from Halloween and I was like, Yeah, it's like I like him and some other stuff more He's like you don't like Halloween? I'm like, ah, oh, it fucking sucks. He goes, well, what a Halloween too? I mean, that's great, right? I'm like, no, I really hate that movie. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I think it's, he goes, what about all the white horse stuff? And I was like, yeah, definitely don't like that. And he was like, oh, but it's so deep. And I said, then this guy and, beat the shit out of and, the, and then I turned, I turned, I said, what does it mean to you? And he's like, well, uh, it's like a dream and uh blah, blah. And I was just like, that's what the audience is picking up from this
0: movie. It's just so scattershot. Um, Martin just insulted
1: this guy. Oh, yeah. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs>
0: What does Halloween 2 mean to
1: you? I thought no. it was going to be like, then he pulled off his mask and it was Rob Zombie. So,
3: <laughs> I do have a habit, though, of being at Film
0: Fest and talking mad shit
3: about movies and having the director stand right
0: behind me. Yeah, that's why I, <laughs> I don't say anything in public after a screening unless it's positive. I've,
3: I've got caught twice at Fantastic Fest, like about the same filmmaker. Um, but he sucks.
0: Was it Rob Zombie?
2: The guy looks like
3: Rob Zombie. Oh, okay. Um, so... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Again, watching it again, like I, I don't, I don't hate the film quite as much, and I love the gore. But to get just on the, on how do
0: you feel about Malcolm McDowell's? I movies. really
3: hate that. I really hate his turn in this movie. Um, I think it's fucking
0: stupid. I do think it's the weakest part of the movie, but and it's, it's two-dimensional. Taken me, and he's over the top. I. It's taken me a minute to piece together what i'd totally think about it i've come around on it i still don't think it 100 works but i think i see where he's going with it is that it's you know it's kind of like the legend of billy jean thing not to make a very loose comparison but it's like some things happen to you and they like change you like with laurie and annie they're just forever scarred like for the rest of their lives where loomis sees it And just psychically kind of like ingest that pain. And is like, I'll just make money off of it instead of feeling anything. And it took me the longest time to bang
1: every woman that I come around.
0: And he still, he looks like Malcolm McDowell. He looks like rapist Santa Claus. So it's like,
3: I think he just miscast from the beginning. I think in the first one and this one, I like Malcolm McDowell, a lot of films, but his genre, like nineties into 2000 stuff. I don't quite as much.
0: I like some of it, but yeah, there's, there's some stinkers in there.
3: Like, I like him in Tank Girl. Like, stuff like that. I think it works Weird pool,
1: but okay. Yeah, but he's got a big personality. He's real good in the limey. That's much down the road, but... Is no, he that's, that's, that's Terrence Stamp, Stamp, bro. That's Terence Stamp. Damn
0: it. You're, and Terrence Stamp's always good. Yeah. What, do all old white English guys look the same to you? Uh-huh.
1: Every single one. I can
0: see the, I can see the connection,
3: though.
1: Wasn't Sean Connery in this? <laughs> he
3: was supposed to be Gandalf, but...
0: Said, Wait, really?
1: Yeah, he was the... <laughs>
0: You we can't go down this path. Nope. No, but just yeah.
1: that's my first thought. I was like,
0: no. <laughs> no, but well, I guess when they asked him, they said, "Do you have 20 minutes to talk about Jaws too?" He,
3: <laughs> he had never read Lord of the Rings, and they approached him. They're like, well, "Would you want to play Gandalf?" And he looks at the script. And he goes, "What the fuck shall Bob it?" <laughs> <laughs> and Jackson's like well
0: see ya man that's the smoothest like transition into a Sean Connery impersonation I've ever heard
4: thank
0: you but yeah no I I see it like that's one (laughs) 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 sir I just wanted to clarify that I still live alone (laughs) um no but I would agree that like the Malcolm McDowell stuff is the weakest part but I have come around on it um The stuff I still struggle with is kind of the same things that you guys are talking about Um, with, like, the writing is bad. I don't like the whole fried chicken and patchouli style does not 100% stick with the Halloween franchise. However, at the same time, watching Halloween 2 and this back-to-back, it just clarified the whole idea of, like, where I got bored with convention with one... I get thrilled with the idea of a guy making it like his own, even if it doesn't entirely work, because like there's like Argento shit in this, like you're a horror stuff, like that whole hospital chase sequence. That is like a, a an homage
1: I mean, the first 25 minutes of the yeah, movie. It's,
0: it's a total homage. That's him remaking Halloween two and giving it to you and being like, there you go. Yeah. It's the intro. Now the other two hours are my movie. It's the inverse of what, The first movie was. I was
3: thinking the same thing. But
0: like even that Chase sequence, it's him doing it his way because it's like all of a sudden it turns into a dream. It's like Suspiria stuff where she or like more like Inferno probably than Inspiria than Suspiria, where she's like crawling across a lake of dead girls, going into that like always like torrential raining like parking lot. And then the fucking moody blues, Knights in White Satin is playing in the background the whole time. Your connection to Astrologer. Yeah, that is. (laughs) I wrote that down. Maybe he was a big Craig Denny fan. But like, it's just for me, just chef's kiss. Awesome. It's like later when she's running away from Myers after like he kills her friends and she's in the the middle of the woods and you get that impressionistic shot of like the light coming through the trees and her like running in front of it and Tyler Bates's score is just like pounding the entire time and I'm like this is him doing Argento like this is our Ar- zombie being like yeah this you know this is his giallos this is his you know Suspiria. like all that stuff's just bleeding into it and that like that's fucking awesome it's it's cool
3: what's interesting about that I one of the reasons I really don't like the David Gordon Green um, movie as well is that when you hold the original halloween as sacred it doesn't allow you to do much no because you're stuck in this like we're gonna have to make it art and smart versus like i actually really like the friday 13th remake because no one ever said the friday 13th films were like great film any of them right so it's like well we can just have a fun like gory like mtv you're like, talking about the
1: the jared padalecki one yeah okay and it's like but that's all you need you know for jason <laughs> That one fucking rules. I love that movie, but I feel like the same. And way, he's what, fucking fast in it. He's yeah. not walking. Oh, he's, he's great.
0: Oh my god, and he's using traps and shit. Oh,
3: oh my god. Yeah. The the um, every, like a lot of the kills in that are really great.
0: You like, want to talk about an extended intro? Like yeah, that, oh that my first god. like twenty minutes of that movie before, and you don't even realize or like remember. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. When the title comes up and he fucking goes to like run and kill that girl, you're like, yes. Like the the midnight audience that I saw that movie with like fucking lost it when that moment happened and it just goes the it cuts to black and it just Friday the 13th like people were literally like screaming in the theaters with like just total joy that is it one of awesome. that's one of the greatest film going experiences of my life I saw it
3: twice in the theater and both times with a packed audience like in one yeah. week and the first time I saw it it was it
0: sucks that we never got any other Platinum Dunes Friday the 13th movies seriously
3: and it was a. a Friday night it was opening night and with a bunch of friends literally sold out sold out theater like downtown Atlanta and the audience was just like tuned the fuck into this movie like every we were screaming and laughing and like everyone was on the same like vibe and the scene though where um, it's the the douchebag guy with the blonde hair, uh, Travis whatever. Oh yeah, he's running through the woods. Trent, Trent. He drops his gun in like this puddle and he can't find it. And this guy, it's like dead silent here. This guy behind me he goes, "That is so not gangsta." And then like <laughs> we all lost our shit. And he heard us laugh, and He was like, and he's like, oh, right? <laughs> we're, like yeah. But it's like we were all like having the same kind of experience. But I think that's the problem with like Halloween the-
0: two doesn't have that
3: it doesn't and I, we're, you it's know, not a crowd pleaser it's it's definitely not and watching it again last
1: night I don't even are there any comedy beats in it
0: no a few well, so unless li- you li- take any of the, the Malcolm McDowell uh, Loomis stuff comedically properly. We're, no, we're talking
3: about 81 or no. are we talking about uh, zombie? Zombie. zombie zombie yeah neither of them
0: no. I mean I guess maybe he thought the corpse fucking stuff was funny I think he did yeah. Uh, that's not good and then maybe all the like,
3: <laughs> like I was it. I
0: literally always just like I literally that's not good, I right? was
3: literally like I had I had to buy that movie to watch it and so I spent seventeen dollars on Halloween to God it. I'm
0: so glad. <laughs> and
3: it. got I got I was like, that's how committed I am to this
1: fucking podcast. So I'm like watching You should just come over. I uh, got it on the internet. Oh
0: damn. Cody <laughs> oh, just out here pirating <laughs> shit. That's but, not what
3: I
1: said. But I got to that I
3: got to that scene with, with Richard Brake. And he's talking and he's got those like big nasty fucking teeth. And I was just gonna text you I was like, He looks like such like, a fuck you, Jacob. He <laughs> he looks
1: like, fuck you, man. That guy looks fuck like you such... for doing this he just he's a
0: personification of a rat. Ugh. just a sewer rat. He's great in thirty one though. Thirty one fucking sucks and he's awesome in it.
3: I actually like, like him in everything I've seen him and he he plays the part that he to play. Mandy he's great. He's in. the fucking acid chemist. Oh, yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, I saw that with you, Cody. It's yeah. Opening night. Yeah. That was fun. Masterpiece, kind of. um, but uh, one of the things I like about the about the Rosenthal Halloween, though, there's still Halloween too. Um One, like you mentioned, I love the Haworth score, like with with um, yeah.
0: Uh, there's it's just nice and thick and meaty, really and really thick. And synthy
3: But one of the things I don't, I don't think even it's not even a it's not even a, a selection from the original. It's like boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom, boom. That deep synthy and it's just like really gets you in your bones. Like, that's fucking awesome. Um, I like the opening. I love the credits um, going into the fucking. Uh, oh, yeah. The, with into, the
0: skull inside of the fucking pumpkin. The pumpkin. It's awesome. It's cool. All well, that shit's great. The opening fucking 10, 15 minutes of this movie rule. I get off the bus once we get with Leo Rossi and the fucking hospital. Lance Guest. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, they're so... No, isn't it Leo Rossi? With Lance Guest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's, to me, the characters in this... I went back to look and see, like, what I wrote about this movie ever. And on Letterboxd, like, a couple years ago was the last time I watched Halloween 2. Probably not counting the number of times I watched it, like, at Vulcan, you know, during Halloween month or whatever. But, like... Uh all i wrote about it was you know if they hadn't been all brutally slaughtered the entire staff of haddonfield general would totally be fired on oh, november 1st right like the worst hospital staff you've ever seen in your life just uh,
1: a side note to that i also just didn't give a damn about a single one of them so anytime any of them died like there wasn't any impact to like, oh. yeah
0: it's their total like they're the adult version of the horny teenager like archetypes. It's just like,
1: hey, you wanna go
0: fuck in the other like the exam room and the it's like the closest yeah, one that okay. I gave a damn
1: about was the girl that got her face boiled off, and that's just cause she was like the nice one that was late to her shift and got 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 scolded <laughs> yeah.
3: by the head nurse. That's Pamela Shoop, and she is the highlight of this
1: movie. <laughs> I you am- just enjoyed looking at her shoops.
3: Well, here's the thing. I will go on record now from God and Country and podcast them. Those are the greatest movie boobs of all time are Pamela Shoops and Halloween 2. They are they're solid. I was they really are. They seem like it. I was and I was eight years old. I think it was the first movie boobs I ever saw. So it's the first I saw and they they just have stuck with me for the rest of my life.
1: Oh man, you set a high watermark for yourself, huh? They're great. Man, were you you, you profoundly disappointed like the first time you saw boobs in real life? Because you're like, oh, they're not all like hers. Well, you have Pamela Shoop and you have Anne Marie Martin in a bit role
3: from Boogins and from Prom Night. She's the girl she has to drive home. So, you just have these like Magnum PI looking extra girls, just my type. Like the Farrah Fawcett hair, the
0: whole thing. That's yeah. why I also love this Boobs movie. out, just little Martin was like, Where's my glove? <laughs> Where's my glove? <laughs> but, and another thing too is like,
3: you, you mentioned Dean Cundy and. Um,
0: he... Here, okay, I, I have a challenge for you Dean Cundy versus Brandon Trost, who shoots zombies. Because Zombies is a fucking good-looking movie. I think Zombies Halloween 2 might be better-looking than, like, the Condi, like, Halloween 2. So
3: Brandon Trost is Fridge Boy's brother that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so the guy random that you brought him up. I, I love the look. I actually think I think Zombies is, part two is gorgeous. Like, yeah, it, it looks really, amazing. Like I, I, the Argento colors you're talking about. I think at one time she's like walking on the street when she's first at uh, the very beginning after she survived and it's like oh, the red just and the blue. she's walking with a with gun in her hand? And it's yeah. the red and blue like coming from like lights and it's like gorgeous.
1: I... All
0: the surreal, like the surrealist <laughs> like stuff that he kind of adds and like the heavy, you know, primary colors and then also that fucking... okay, the most egregious sequence in the movie i still like because it's so brutal but you bring up the the Jeff Daniel Phillips where he's the, the bouncer at the strip club like there's no reason to set an entire like murder sequence at what is it the red rabbit lounge it's the
3: from the first film from the
0: first film yeah, no 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 yeah. i get it like it's you get cool. you get the reference but at the same time it's so extraneous that you're rabbit like rabbit red rabbit and red that's it to where he just basically goes and kills a bunch of fucking scumbags at a strip club. And you're like, they're not... Why are you this here? has nothing to do with anything. It's but his, it's uh, awesome.
1: It's because his ghost mom needs a, a river of blood to to complete whatever ghost ritual once he kills yeah. his sister and the family's all together again.
0: Yeah, that's the part that does it. Like, this movie... I, I'm not going to sit here and claim that this movie makes, like, all of the sense. All right. But, like... That sequence is so egregious that you're like, okay, whatever. But like Brandon Trost, like shoots the fucking shit out of it the entire time.
3: If I had to choose, though, I would say Dean Cundey, Um Just uh, one of the That's because
0: you basic. That's fine, um,
3: but I'm not fucking basic. But I, uh, <laughs> I um, rewatching it though, I was like, man, like Cundy's working on a lot of shit for the thing. Like, there are a lot of, yeah. like, I was watching, like, man, they were, like, straight-up shots, like, because... Especially
0: you know, all the industrial shooting, like, in the hospital and stuff. It, and just yeah. the, the
3: wandering down these corridors and the kind of, like, the more idea of the floating camp. Because you have POV stuff in the first, but they were kind of still learning the panic glide. Like, they were one of the first films to get it. Like, and then Ray Stella did the whole opening shot, you know, um, in the yeah. one take. But this one, like, does some really cool stuff with the... Even when it seems like it's not him... It's just that, that, that omniscient camera that's kind of wandering through the space. And I'm interested, because I know, obviously, I'm not sure how much Carpenter was on set. I, th- I believe he was He still. did
0: reshoots with it, though, right? Yeah. Like, didn't he, he come in and beef it up? Yeah.
1: He, he's the one that did the reshoot of the, yeah. in the parking lot with the boombox and stuff.
0: Because they didn't think it was Halloween-y enough, I guess. So, I don't know.
3: I love uh, that story of like, Friday 13th Part 6 with Tom McLaughlin. And like they're like, there aren't enough deaths. So they had to find random characters to kill. So they had to kill the cemetery guy walking home through the woods. And well, then, wasn't
0: the paintball sequence that too? that was
3: added. And then the random couple who were having a romantic dinner in the middle of the woods. Yeah. I think it was proposing to her. And it's like, yeah. But those know, parts
0: uh, make the movie because they're fucking hilarious. Oh, they're great.
3: They're super funny. Like, but it's one of those things you can tell, like, when you know that, like, why wow, you penciled that in. Yeah. Like,
0: but uh, it's also an adjacent movie where he enters with his own James Bond. Like, yeah you know, homage. So Jason lives fucking rules. It's awesome.
3: Um, I no, but I, I think it's, I, I love the floating camera. Um, there's a creepiness, like while it is a slower, a slower film, I think the tone is like right on point in, in, um, in the Rosenthal's Halloween.
0: Oh, it uh, continues I, perfectly. Like yeah. I'm not, again, this movie is, I'm almost bored by its competence. Like how it just I it was does just, what it sets out to do. But I don't, like, and I get why people still love it. But for me, and after having watched so many slashers over the last, like, 38 years of my life, like, I go back and I revisit that one and I go, oh, yeah, this is the most technically accomplished one that I'm like, eh, where, like, the other ones, because that's the, the fun thing about watching slashers for me that I try to explain to people is, like, and I think we went over a little bit on the Killer Party episode is that slashers almost become, like, jazz in a weird way yeah. it's like i just we just got that disc uh, from vinegar syndrome recently silent madness that feels like it starts like a conventional slasher but then it adds like a whole bunch of weird wrinkles into it like the fucking orderlies who come in when the the hospital like basically tasks them with the death of our protagonist so there's like both the killer and these guys coming after her, and then the whole like end sequence, like in the hospital and stuff. Like, that shit you're like watching, you're like, oh yeah, you realize like this is what slashers do. And you're like, well, how do I play with these fucking notes? Like, that movie's a ton of fun where I watch Halloween 2 and I go, all right, yeah, you hit this beat, you hit this beat, you hit this beat. Here's the horny teenager, here's the murder, here's all that. Same. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, okay, cool. It's really technically wonderful, but I'm bored by it. So, I, yeah, I have to agree. I was I was bored.
3: It's and, and I totally like I get it. You know, it's funny. It's a deal breaker because it's a lot of these things come down to it's like personal experience and background and
0: taste. Yeah, and right, right and wrong. And, and yeah, <laughs> right, right and
3: wrong. <laughs> well, it's funny because like I when I first met um, Cody's wife Erin and I, uh, you
1: guys were living, she has a
0: lot of wrong opinions.
3: But we, mm. I, I remember the first thing I watched in <laughs> Erin was Halloween two because you guys had it on DVD and you were. You had uh, we're not home yet, and she was like, "Want to put something on?" I was like, "What do you got?" And she had that big box of DVDs. Yeah,
1: uh, we got that from her uh, former roommate Trace because he got like, you know, yeah, uh, he he got all the all the stuff like on Blu-ray or whatever. So he's like, "Here's all these old DVDs I don't need anymore. You can have them." So yeah. we have like a pretty good a uh, pretty healthy horror collection now
3: we popped I remember we put it in and, and she's like this is great so
1: you popped it in Cody's wife <laughs>
3: I, I'm sorry I, I, I came out of my mouth and I apologize <laughs>
1: <So> you <laughs> popped it in my wife and it came out of your mouth got it so how do you Cody how do you feel about your wife's opinions on right. stuff they're all 100% accurate all
0: right. <laughs> so guys I think that about does it for the first can, episode can I add of one, uh, one
1: side note oh. uh, to okay uh more liking the two films together. Uh, Carpenter didn't you know, want to come back to do this. He came back to do it for Beer Money wrote the script. Right. Zombie didn't want to come back for Halloween 2. That's true. That's why he had Michael Myers get shot in the fucking head in the end of the first one. But uh, Yeah, because he
0: hated working for the Weinstein. The apparently.
1: studio was going to continue it anyway, so he was like, well, fuck it, I'll do it just so you guys don't fuck it up. Yeah. And then you get uh, Zombie's Halloween 2. Interesting yeah. two films that no one wanted to make. Yeah. And then he also closed out he wanted to like put a you know put the final bullet in this one so they couldn't continue on so then he had just everybody die at the end of it yeah and that's what you get in the director's cut
3: i believe there was a there was a three that was in the works in that universe um it was like patrick, there was it was patrick lussier
0: it was gonna be 3 think 3d
3: because it was after yeah. it was the drive angry guys
0: yeah because it was after they made my bloody valentine 3d yeah it was between that and drive angry they right? were still gonna keep love hurts though
4: Love
0: (laughs) (laughs) so do you guys have any other questions before we get the fuck out of here no i think it's great good discussion gentlemen solid all right well that about does it for the first episode of deal breakers hope you guys enjoyed it keep your opinions to yourselves and also check under your bed for alex trebek thank you have a great night